Hello, it's Malcolm here to bring you scriptures and prayers for Sunday the 28th of February. Let's begin reading Psalm 11. In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows, they set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows of the upright in heart. When the foundations have been destroyed, what can the righteous do? But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulphur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word, which encourages us, Lord, that as we look to you, as we seek justice and righteousness, as we seek to follow you with our whole heart and to love you and serve you, thank you that you are the foundation in our lives. You are our rock, our refuge, the one we turn to in times of trouble. We thank you that you will be our strength and our help. We thank you that even through these times as we go through the pandemic and we carry such loss and grief of not being able to gather together and be with our loved ones, we thank you, Lord, that you are always with us, that you do not abandon us, you do not desert us, you do not forsake us, but we thank you that you are indeed our Heavenly Father, our friend, our the one who watches over us. Father God, we confess the times when we fail you the times when we do things we ought not to do when we say things we ought not to have said father forgive us when we've remained silent when we should have spoken out or when we've left things undone father cleanse us by your holy spirit renew our hearts our minds Lord, we thank you for the joy of knowing you, the peace that you bring to us. And Lord, help us to continue to know your strength and help in our daily lives. As we trust in you, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Anne's going to sing for us now a verse from the um lovely song uh, the lovely old hymn love divine or loves excelling love divine or loves excelling joy of hand to earth come down fixing us thy humble dwelling all thy faithful mercy crown Jesus, our compassion, pure and bound in love, thou art. Visit us with thy salvation. Enter every trembling heart. Breathe, oh, breathe thy love in spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee 
inherit. Let us find thy promised rest. Take away the love of sin in Alpha and Omega be, and our faith as its beginning. Set our hearts at liberty. We're going to read the scriptures from Mark chapter 3 and from verse 20 through to verse 30. Mark chapter 3 from verse 20 through to verse 30. We've been following a series um, on called Jesus Misunderstood where we look at all the different people who misunderstood who Jesus was um, as part of our series in preparation for Easter. So let's read from Mark chapter 3. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He's possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and he is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. May God speak to us through his word. In 1954, William Golding published a novel called Lord of the Flies, which was later made into a film of the same name. It tells the story of a group of 11 to 12 year olds who were the only survivors of a plane crash on an island in the Pacific. In their efforts to organise themselves to survive, they start off with good principles to help them work together. However, very quickly it spirals out of control as they turn on each other, as they become rivals as to who is going to be in charge. They bully the weaker members of the group and they engender fear. In Mark chapter 3 verse 22, Jesus is accused of being possessed by Beelzebul. Beelzebul, or Beelzebub, sometimes it's called, is the name of a Philistine god in the Old Testament. You can find that in 2 Kings and chapter 1 verse 3. And his name is often translated simply as Satan. But literally, it means Lord of the Flies. When the teachers of the law accuse Jesus of being possessed by Beelzebub, they are accusing him of being possessed by the Lord of the Flies. He's been accused of inciting chaos, confusion, fear and destruction. 
These are characteristic behaviours of Satan and someone possessed by Satan. Firstly, chaos. You see, evil is random. It makes no sense. It is, by definition, chaos is senseless. The Bible begins with chaos in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, but God speaks and brings order to the world. Secondly, confusion. Satan stirs up confusion to bring division and set one person against another. Satan twists the truth and deceives people, as we see in the way the Pharisees turn against Jesus in this passage. Thirdly, fear. Satan fosters fear and encourages us to act and react on the basis of fear over what may happen. Satan robs us of any kind of peace. And fourthly, destruction. Satan never has your best interests at heart. Satan wants to destroy you. Let's make no mistake about it. So chaos, confusion, fear, destruction are characteristics of Satan, of Beelzebub and what Jesus was being accused of. But Jesus rightly points out that he was doing precisely the opposite of these things. Rather than acting as the Lord of the flies, bringing chaos, confusion, fear and destruction, Jesus is the Lord of life, bringing order, truth, peace and new life and new beginnings. The power of God was manifest in Jesus' life to bring blessing to all. This is who Jesus is, the Son of God, God himself amongst us, bringing life and blessing to all. The Pharisees had misunderstood Jesus completely. So at the beginning of Mark 3, if we were to go back to the beginning of the chapter, um, there's a man with a shriveled hand, and the teachers of the law are watching to see if Jesus will heal on the Sabbath. Jesus brings order to the purpose of the Sabbath, that it is intended to be a blessing to humankind. So Jesus declares that the purpose of the Sabbath is to bring life and restores the man's hand. In verses 5 and 6 we read, He looked around them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. He said to the man, Stretch out your hand. The man stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. You see, Jesus brings purpose to the meaning of the Sabbath, to bring life and new beginning to that man, to bring restoration to the man with the shriveled hand, while in meantime, the response of the Pharisees is to turn to deception and to ultimately destruction. If we read on in the chapter, we'll find in verse 10, where he speaks of the many people Jesus healed and the many he delivered from evil spirits. Jesus was bringing order, truth, shalom, peace and new beginnings to the people. When we bring order out of chaos, truth where there is deception, when we bring peace where there is strife and new beginnings where people lose hope, we reflect those kingdom values of Jesus. This is the power of God at work. Even his calling of the twelve disciples in verse 14 of Mark 3 was intended to reflect a continuation of his ministry from God's purposes in the Old Testament through the twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus accuses the Pharisees of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
What does he mean by that? What is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus means that by giving the glory to Satan for the healing miracles God has done, they have in, in, indeed rejected God and denied the Holy Spirit. You see, Satan has no intrinsic power of his own. Satan has no power from God. Satan only has power if we give him power, if we allow him to have power over our lives. In the wilderness, Satan begged Jesus to share God's power with him. Give me the rule over the kingdoms of this world. And when we give the glory for what God has done to Satan, we reject God and we deny the Holy Spirit. When we give the glory for what God has done to Satan, we reject God and we deny the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You see, God does not force us to love him and follow him. God has given us free choice. We could choose to walk away from God, as many do. But if that is the decision we make, then how can we be saved? God does not force us to love and follow him. If we choose to follow Satan, Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies, then we choose chaos, confusion, fear and destruction. In short, we choose hell for ourselves. Jesus was misunderstood by the teachers of the law. They wanted to label him the Lord of the Flies, but Jesus is the Lord of life and calls me to follow him, to love him, to receive him as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you are the giver of life. When I am surrounded by chaos, help me to bring order and purpose. When I am confused, help me to bring clarity and truth. When I am afraid, Help me to look to you, to know the peace that comes from trusting you. When I feel crushed and destroyed, help us to build and plant. Find hope and begin again with you. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I trust you with my life. I love you. I will follow you all my days. Come, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Almighty, to deliver. Let us all thy life receive. Certainly return and never, never more thy temples leave. Thee, thee would be always blessing, serve as our house above. Prayer and praise thee without ceasing, glory in thy perfect love. Finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless let us be. 
Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. Change from glory in to glory till in heaven we'll take our place till we cast our crowns before thee lost in wonder love and praise change from glory in to glory till in heaven we'll take our place till we cast our crowns before thee lost in wonder love and praise well, thank you for joining us today. It's been lovely to share this time with you. I hope you've uh, been able to get your vaccines. Maria and I were able to get our vaccines this week. And apart from a sore arm, I think we're okay. <laughs> but it's wonderful, isn't it, what the scientists are able to do to produce these vaccines. And it's wonderful to see the impact it's making in reducing people falling ill and going into hospital. So we thank God for these things. Let's close by saying the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. Amen.